We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to another episode of the DTF Podcast. Hey, I got a bone to pick. <laughs> Guys, I am so fired up. Sleep deprived and all. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> you probably cut off your hot dog. You don't need it on a fine. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the DF Podcast. Yes, it is the Doster and Fanta Podcast. You will notice that there is not a beautiful bald man. Joining us today, John Fanta. My name is Rob Doster. We are without Terrence Oglesby, um, who is, I don't want to say he's missing in action, but let's just say the man had a little bit of trouble figuring out how to plug his microphone into a <laughs> laptop. There's a lot of things that our man Terrence Oglesby is good at. Technology, I don't know, might not be his uh, his strong suit, Fanta. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, Rob. I'm doing great. I, I don't know where T.O. is. He he recently moved he's he's doing well from all accounts but uh, we might have to put out a missing persons report terrence oglesby is nowhere to be found on a friday morning i'm not sure if he went out all night down in south carolina on a thursday night bender i have no idea what he was up to last night but i know one thing he's not here well the man (laughs) (laughs) knows how to make an entrance terrence oglesby Joining us live now, Terrence, we're actually recording already, man. We decided to start. We didn't know where you were. We've already told everyone that the reason that you were late is that you got in your self-driving Tesla and you told them to take you home, but you put the wrong address because you forgot that you moved. So your Tesla, while you were taking a nap, started driving you back to your old house instead of your new house. No one can hear you. Get off mute. Which is so perfect because <laughs> first the mute and now here comes the public apology. Okay. There, there is no public apology. My mother was there. So my mother kind of stalled things. And sometimes you got to take care of mama. So there you go. Oh, sorry, you should have brought her on the show. Life. You know I love Mama O. Yeah, you, Mama O had to Mama O had to go. You, you, <laughs> there's I love, I love how we're getting you know we are leaving all of this in fit to everyone is getting the behind the scenes of what happens on the DTF podcast when things get going. Literally, TO, all we did was do a quick little intro. Good to see you, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We are moved in. We're fresh. We're two weeks off. You did every media day west of the Mississippi, so that's good. You knocked that out. And then uh, I did my first uh, kind of walkthrough with the Hornets yesterday. So I got in late and had breakfast with my mother because she watched the kids. And therefore, I was five minutes later, however long. So I'm sorry about that, guys. But we'll get going. 
Happy to be a part. John Fanta knocking out every media day, men's and women's. So both of you guys have been super busy. Yeah. So the, the, the travel schedule for the three of us in October is uh, I'll tell you this, when we know we're yes. heading into the season, maybe next time we shouldn't plan these ridiculous trips. So my last two weeks, I flew to Sioux Falls for the summit league media day. I flew to yep. Vegas stayed at the Park MGM for Pac-12 Media Day. Then we had to switch hotels and head over to Resorts World for the Mountain West and WCC Media Day, take a red eye back home. Monday, this Monday, drive up to stores, sat with Hurley, sat with Klingon, sat with Tristan Newton, sat with Caravan. Uh, by the way, they're going to be really fucking good again. Um, drove all the good way back top to Brooklyn. Good, good top 20 team. Yeah, it, it, I mean, we'll see what happens with Klingon, Um, who, by the way, uh, Fanta, um, when I was sitting there watching practice, he walks over. He's like, "What's up, Rob? I should fucking be out there right now. I should fucking be playing." <laughs> like, he would never. Yes. He would never curse. He yes. would never curse. And the I told that story to the staff, and they're just like, oh, "He is crazy." It's a thing. It's a thing on campus that like he just won't stop walking around. Like To, he reminds me a lot of you, dude. Like he just won't stop walking around. Um, with his his foot injury, so everybody on campus is like, he'll walk by and they'll be like, Donovan, sit down, Donovan, get in the car. You need a ride? Stop walking around on it. Get your foot healthy. But yeah, so I went from UConn to the A10. Then we did CAA Media Day yesterday, and now finally, I'm coming up for air. Fanta, I know you've had a crazy travel schedule too. What league had the best either gift, hospitality, or meal at their media day? Um. The the food at the Pac-12 Media Day was really, really good. Like, so we're really, going out with a bang. I mean, yeah, imagine, being, imagine being the chief finance officer at the Pac-12. You're just like, you know what? It's the last go-around. Spend it all. Spend mm-hmm. it all. What are you saving <laughs> for? There's nothing for you to save. No. It, it's, it's, their, uh, it's their electric chair dinner. Yep. So they basically put everything. They put everything out. Let people let the people pick. They're just like gravy on everything. We're ready. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Pac-12, poor guys. Oh yeah. Look, we'll talk about the Pac-12 in a second. Um, but Fanda, you've been you've been on the road too. You go, you hung out with Sean Miller. You are in a hotel room in Indianapolis right now. You're gonna go see my guy Mojo. You're gonna go see my guy Greg Oden. You're gonna go hang out with a uh, Thad Mata, John Diebler, the Butler staff today. Yes, yes. Off to Hinkle Fieldhouse. In just a few moments to check out the Butler Bulldogs, to check out a Butler team that had a ton of roster turnover uh, in the offseason. They returned less than 10%. Terrence, why do you look so confused? Well, because every time I throw my, I do my thumb, I, I'll, I'll do something. I did. <laughs> I hate this. What is this? I have start? never seen that on Zoom. What, what is that? Is that? I, saw, I saw that. I thought you were. I thought you were liking something. I thought you were doing something. I don't know what there's I'm doing. A, there's a, a a bubble. Every now but and it's, then, it's okay just to be normal, guys. Like, like. Just, but it's just, only. It's only you. It's only. Do it again. Do it again. It's not working now. Look at that. Of course. Of course, when called upon, does Apple help you? No, they you, do not. You, so you move, you move, and your microphone no longer works. And now every time you give a thumbs up, you get a thought bubble that says thumbs up. I know. It's like, dude, what are we doing here? All right. All right. You're back in Indianapolis. Oh, that's why I was confused. That's why I was confused. Because there was a thought. There was a thumbs up bubble. It's ridiculous. I, I'm confused. 
Uh, but I'm back in I'm back in Indianapolis to check out Butler, and I was reading about them on the plane ride. They returned nine percent of their scoring from last year. Nine. I mean, when you talk about turnover, now they had to turn the roster over. They had to turn had the to. roster. Had to. But I, this is the, this is the current age. Like, I, I have to see them practice. I have no idea what to expect walking into their practice. I mean, I've got a little bit of an idea. We know Posh Alexander is going to be at the forefront. Will he be able to lead them? And there's a lot of talk about how he's helped their culture and all that. I like Jamil Telford, the transfer from Northeastern. He's he's a big wing who can make things happen. I like DJ Davis from a shooting perspective. And they still have Jalen Thomas. They need Pierre Brooks, the kid from Michigan State, to come in and, and start to play like the guy that Tom Izzo recruited. But, yeah, I mean – I'm interested to see Thad Mata. I'll never pass on a trip to Hinkle Fieldhouse. For all our listeners, if you have never been to Hinkle Fieldhouse, so please, cool. please so go. Because cool. all yeah. of you people who listen to our show are junkies. Hinkle Fieldhouse is, as Rob just said, so damn cool. So over there shortly. Yes, I was at Xavier. I'm going to break the news. I'm the first ever guest on the Sean Miller podcast what <laughs> what sean miller oh, is man. doing his own show could you have imagined sean miller doing his own show when he was at arizona or previously in coaching i don't think that would have happened now the man is doing his own show that's why rob i tried to facetime you the other night because i couldn't believe that i was sitting on the set of it wow unbelievable we turn this man into a media powerhouse. Unbelievable. High, high humidity with Sean Miller. And, and let me share with all of our listeners, the text chain, oh my God, Terrence, the text chain, <laughs> we're on a text chain with with some, some with the Miller brothers and Chris Mack. Okay, I'm just, yeah. I'm going to give it out here. There's, that, a, there's, oh. there's a couple others on there and uh, there's the a lot of, thing, there's, there's what, so, what, what is that, the AFC East, right? AFC, okay, whoa, that's AFC insult. North, AFC North. AFC North. AFC North. A, we, we have a lot of AFC North Hayden there, but my favorite thing is when Sean Miller tells Chris Mack what he should be doing or what to do. <laughs> because Chris Mack is like, it's like a scene out of um, it, it's 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 like a scene out of like a Vince Vaughn movie. Like Chris Mack is like, dude, I don't work for you anymore. Stop telling me what to do. There's the phone. There's the phone. <laughs> I hope that that actually shows up on the. It, on like it will. Oh, it will. And it's never going to go away. And my favorite thing <laughs> is that this is going to be like this forever. Tio couldn't figure out how to connect his mic to the Zoom the other day. There's no chance he figures out how to turn this off. It's zero. Unreal. None. Chris, Chris Mack basically is like, dude, I don't work for you anymore. You're you're not my boss. You know, like, why are you telling me what to do? And Sean Miller's just like, Mac, feel the 68 needs you to be better this year. It's time for you to elevate. <laughs> yeah, because it all it all stemmed. There was a there was a guy. Um, I think it was it's at Skins Hoops eighty six, right? Yes. Um, who's awesome? Who Great guy. I don't know who he is, but he's a diehard college basketball fan. Big fan of that guy. But he was like Sean Miller is the best analyst that Field sixty eight has had, and they've never <laughs> replaced him. And and we send that to the group text with Sean, and Sean's like, "Yeah, that's why you got to bring the energy, Mac. You got to do this, you got to do that." And Mac's response is, "I'm so fucking glad I'm not this guy's assistant anymore. I don't work for you." Yeah. <laughs> I um, may or right. may not, have, I, I may or may not have seen Chris Mac the other day in person. Oh, 
nice tease. I don't know where you saw him, but I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to tell you where. But T.O. Yeah. Before I saw, we I saw him the other day. T.O. Is there truth that when you're an assistant on a staff, that that head coach just is always your boss, whether you hold the job or not? Yeah, I mean, there's levels of him being your boss because if you're way down the ladder, then you don't really talk to the boss. You talk to the guy who's your boss, and then that guy talks to the boss who's his boss, and then goes all the way up to the head coach. That's how big college staff are these days. That's how big college staff are. Um, I will say now. That since hey, we're... real quick, real quick, is is Landon Moore playing for Butler? Is he is he practicing? I like that kid. Yeah, he, yeah, he's practicing. He was good at St. Francis. I had a St. Francis game last year, and he got hurt the game before. But the more you watched him, the more you were like, man, this kid's really good. And he's about 6'3", 6'4", big. I mean, played in a small league last year in the NEC. But, like, I think he'll be a good player for them and kind of a change of pace guy uh, with Posh. I, I like him. He's hey, T.O., you know who yeah. Frank Martin loves? He loves NEC Cola Jokic, your man Josh Cohen. Big fella from uh, from St. Francis. How could you um, not love that kid? Uh, he's he's very criminal. Um, criminal had to move him away from the media. <laughs> he was wanting to. He was wanting. He was wanting to sit and talk the entire time. Great kid. Great <laughs> not, kid. Not surprising. All right. Um, real quick, I just want to mention: Am I allowed to say what your schedules are? Am I allowed to? To are we, can we can we tease that? Can I yeah. say anything about it? All right. I won't yeah, give fine. specifics. Well, let's just say that if you are a fan of. Uh, uh, any of the most intriguing Big East teams, you'll probably want to watch T.O. and Fanta at some point in the first week of the college basketball season. Not going to get yeah. into specifics. And if you are a fan of programs in one of the conferences that I was covering out in Vegas, <clears throat> in the Mountain West, <laughs> then, uh, yeah, you're going to want to make sure that you follow T.O. because my man is going to be yeah. the foremost Mountain West expert by the time the season comes to it that's a true story yeah i don't know how that all worked out but yeah i'll tell you hey look i'll tell you this huge west coast guy huge west coast guy hey look look, you know my favorite thing about to is you got a guy who knows acc basketball better than anything else and the two things he's covering more than anything this season are the charlotte hornets basketball baby get this man (laughs) on the big east he knows clemson acc duke get this man on the big east that's what we need once he spent four days in boise he was baptized in the Mountain mm-hmm. West. I was. I went up to Flat Rock up there with a big cross. My, it was cold and I was baptized. Mountain West, <laughs> baptized in Boise. Baptized in Boise. That, <laughs> that, sounds like, this time. that sounds like uh, Zach Bryan's next album. I think you need to trademark that. Yep. I'll jump on that one real quick. All right, let's get into this uh, Pac-12 college basketball conference preview. Um I don't. Do you guys have anything else you want to say about the, the the demise of the league? Like, I don't know how much more we need to go into it. It was very awkward being at their media day as everyone was kind of like saying their goodbyes. Um, <laughs> you know, it was uh, who was it? it was the can't remember which player it was, um, but he got on our interview that we did with him. I was like, "This is the last Pac-12 media day. What does it mean to you?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm fired up. You know, this is going to be a memory that I have for the rest of my life." experiencing Pac-12 media day for the last time. Never going to forget this. And uh, I think that that was the sign that we'd been talking about it a little bit too much. So I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to say on it. Big news. The Almanac is officially back. The most exhaustive and comprehensive guide to the 2023-24 college basketball season is available for pre-order now. 
If you go to cbbalmanac.com, link is in the description below, you can pre-order for just $15.99 or 20% off the sticker price. The format is going to be a little bit different this season. Instead of an 850-page PDF, you'll be getting access to the full site with league-by-league PDFs available for download. The preview will be live on September 20th. So you have until then to be able to get your pre-orders in. So for insight for all 362 Division I teams from their head coaches and the experts that cover them, make sure you hit that link. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. No, there's not really much to say. Their uh, ineptitude up there in their front office in San Francisco where they overspent or their poor negotiations with TV providers, it uh, ultimately led to their demise and to the frustration of some of their biggest schools. And it's sad because at the conference with a lot of um, tradition, a lot of history, a lot of really, really big parts of college athletics stems from the Pac-12 conference. And I think it's going to be a sad day when it all kind of dissipates. But it was all their own doing, and it's uh, it's really kind of going to be a sad day and a sad last week uh, at that conference tournament. I think it's in Las Vegas, which also kind of speaks to how in flux they were to begin with. They don't have a team there. It's kind of insane, but it's, uh, it is it is what it is. I, I think it's sad. I think they were arrogant, and I think they screwed the pooch so badly 
that there is not going to be a Pac-12 conference anymore unless the Mountain West kind of works something in to where they change names or something like that. But uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, it'll be a sad Pac-12 tournament in Vegas. Panther? It stinks. It does. It, it it stinks. You understand why it happens because of football and because this is our current culture. Uh, it's a current climate in college sports, but it doesn't make it any, any less uh, painful. You know, it's not to the same, it like the big East when it broke up was a, just in an unbelievable echelon as a league. And so that, produced an entire documentary. I mean, I think that there will be a Pac-12 breakup documentary. It'll be interesting to see how that comes together. But this is this is this is really rough, guys. And, and, and you know, it's it's not going to be it's not going to end any existence of anything or anyone. I mean, I I do think Oregon State and Washington State will be able to find uh, a new outlet. I don't Stanford and the ACC is never going to be normal to me. I mean, I just it's gross. Just, yeah, it's and Cal. Yeah, it's just those situations are. It's not what you follow college sports for. We follow it for regional rivalries and and that stage. The Big Twelve is smart. Brett Yormark's been smart since he took over. He's bold. He's unafraid. He's aggressive. Guess what? If anybody had an issue with him, the immediate counter I would give is. He was hired to be bold. He was hired to make moves. He is doing his job. He's not ruining anything. He's doing his job. He's recognizing that this is a numbers game. And if the SEC and the Big Ten were, their wheels had had already been rolling, the Big 12, to survive, had to collect schools. Now, they collected some really, really good ones. Uh, I'm excited for Arizona, Kansas in, in that conference, among other things. But it doesn't make it uh, any less painful because you're talking about a conference. I will say this from a, from a deeper perspective, we all have had to do, we we all have had to deal with people behind the scenes in college sports. And so I wish and hope that all the PAC 12 staff members will land on their feet and be able to have a job wherever that may be, because you are talking about some real lives here that this does affect. And that's something that can be forgotten in the midst of all this realignment. Hundreds of families that are gonna have to find something new to do, and that's not a, it's not a great situation. Not something that you would wish on anybody. All right, let's talk about the basketball itself because there are a lot of really interesting teams in this league. To I am setting the timer. Right, we're doing five minutes <laughs> on each one of these questions. We have to be out of here at the end of uh, at, at a certain time because otherwise, fan is going to quit the show forever. Okay, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so the first first topic, UCLA. Young pieces, bunch of Europeans coming over. Um, what do you, what do you make of what Mick Cronin is doing with this group and the way that he's kind of uh, restructured the way that he's going to play? To I think he's going to love coaching these kids because he, the style he plays it's slower anyway. It's going to fit right into uh, what he likes to do. Jan Vide, I'm, excuse me with the pronunciations. I don't have the pronunciation guard. That's right. Jan Vide, Burke Buchtenshell. A Mara. Oh, man. Look at you, Rob. Look at you. So all those guys, well done, by the way, all those guys, uh, very big, switchable, not the fastest guys. However, 
they're going to be really intelligent because they've been drilled to death. So I think Mick's going to really enjoy coaching these guys. Uh, you don't have to coach some of these small things that you have to coach with American kids because they've only been playing AAU for so long. They are drilled and drilled and drilled and drilled uh, whenever they're coming from some of these big programs. I, I think he's really going to enjoy that. They're going to understand spacing a little bit better, how to play naturally within a flow type system. Uh, he's going to be uh, elated to coach these guys. Now, where they might real quick, you know what's real really- funny? What they told us at Pac-12 Media Day that uh, that all he does because uh, a die more the Burke and, and Jan speak a little bit of English. Um, Adai Mara doesn't really speak any English. He only speaks Spanish. Um, he's learning. He's getting there. But uh, Mick Cronin just he runs around. Quick. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> Mick Cronin just runs around practice the whole time saying, Mano Sariba, Mano Sariba. Hands up, hands up. That's the only thing that he's learned <laughs> how to say in Spanish. <laughs> hands up, Mano Sariba. Which I'm a little shocked because a lot of a large portion of Los Angeles does speak Spanish. So, like, mm-hmm. he better – you might as well just go ahead and bite the bullet, Mick, and start taking Spanish lessons. Especially if, if they're going to keep getting these uh, these European kids coming in. Yeah, and, and and that's one. I think with UCLA, you're looking at a kind of a grander picture. There's a lot of kids in Europe that were taking some of these $50,000 a year jobs for some of these high-level teams. Now they can come over to a Kentucky, to a UCLA, to an Arizona, and get paid more. So you're going to see an influx of European talent coming in because now they're going to be able to get paid more through NIL. I, there's a lot of repercussions from what happened. I think this is another one of those things that's going to continue to happen because you get big skill that can really play. Uh, that, quite frankly, guys, a day Mara could have gotten drafted. Mm-hmm. Like this is one of these situations where uh, he wants a little bit more exposure. He wants uh, to play on the American scene. And now he gets that opportunity at one of the premier programs in college basketball, and he gets to get paid. So it's the best of both worlds for these European kids. And Mick's going to love coaching him. Go ahead, John. Yeah. Well, Fanda, I just want to ask you real quick. Do you think that this is something where we went through the one-and-done era with the the kids that were um, one-and-dones coming out of the high school ranks? Now we see a lot of those kids going to the G League, going to Australia, going to um, to wherever they're going. Do you think this is going to be the, like the new thing? Like, is this the, the we're, we're going to be getting one and done, two and done kids from Europe? Is this how college basketball is going to look in the next couple of years? Look, was talking with Sean Miller about this very topic earlier this week. And he's taken, he's taken in a couple of them, some of which had to develop more and more because of Zach Fremantle and Jerome Hunter's issues, uh, injuries, and, and the fact that they're going to miss the season. He's going to count on a, on a freshman named Lazar Djokovic from Serbia, who is going to be a big time player for them. Mm-hmm. It's already going to be, but they're going to now rely on him. to. He will start. He'll be a starting freshman big. The thing is, so much of what we talk about in college basketball with freshman bigs is that they take time. You know, we're not even like Xavier Booker guys should be great, right, at Michigan State. And he's surrounded by veterans. But there's still a unknown about like how great will he be early in the season. Tom Izzo pumped the brakes at Big Ten Media Day. He was like, I look, like, but with these international kids, the tone of the coaches is very different. It's yep. skilled. They're beyond their years. They know what they're doing. I mean, I look at the Almanac, and for Mick Cronin to say of Burke Wyatt Tunsil, the six foot nine forward from Turkey. Buchtenchel. Burke Buchtenchel. Thank you. I just totally butchered <laughs> that. <laughs> totally butchered that. You weren't you were even close. I was like, who's he talking about? Oh, okay. Burke. <laughs> Thank you. Buchtensel. Do you only do you know that because you were at Pac 12 Media Day? I've I figured it out beforehand because we did the UCLA um 
Yeah. Rob's yeah. really proud of himself, Panther. Yeah, this he is the is only really name I can get right. I butcher every name. I called, I called Dan Bona a Dean Bona all last season. You got to let me have this. You got to let me take my victory last gotcha, season. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Tinsel, Buke Tinsel, which sounds Buke like. Shell, 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 Shell. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Burking. The, the point is, for, for Cronin you got to one say, minute, go finish up. For Cronin to say that he is like a bigger Jame Jaquez. That is some seriously high praise because I don't know if there's a player Cronin's love more in his career than Hawkins. He literally complimented him at every stop that he could, and mm. rightly so. Hawkins is going to help the Heat win games this year. That's really, really major praise. So I'm curious to see how Burke does uh, for this UCLA team. To me, for UCLA, the, the biggest underlying thing is just how good will Dylan Andrews be? He yes. gives them something different. Will he be able to handle all that comes with the point guard position? Yeah, you got to replace Tiger Campbell, stalwart, legacy guy there. Got to replace Jaime Hawkins. It's a lot of leadership, a lot of toughness with, with stuff that you don't really know. I'm also very curious hey, to see hey, what hey, happens. Fanta, with are you gonna do, Fanta, are you going to do any UCLA games this year? That uh, would be great. Sorry, sorry. I will we'll, we'll go away from that. But you need to bust out. Uh, he just got his Berkey bag out. Instead of his Birkin bag, that would be fire if he did that on television. I'm gonna right, anyway, that sorry, Rob. I'm gonna keep that in mind. Yeah, Birkin throw bag. that one, throw that one in the back pocket. Um, just a Dembona and and a Daimara playing together um will be very interesting if they can actually pull that off. All right. Uh, next topic that we need to discuss is the second chance guys at Arizona. I will tell you this after talking with Tommy Lloyd, he raves about Caleb Love, raves about him. Um and uh, the thing that we can all say about Caleb is that when he's at his best Fanta, that dude is as talented of a bucket getter and a shot creator as you're going to find in college basketball. He may be the best shot creator in college basketball for one-on-one situations. I didn't say shot maker. I said shot creator. He can get him off. What do you think of this situation with Arizona? Caleb Love, Jaden Bradley, Kylan Boswell, the whole nine. Look, in his first two seasons, Tommy Lloyd in the regular season has been as good as any coach in college basketball. He's 61 and 11. Mm -hmm. 61 and 11 through two seasons on the job. That gets clouded because of the loss to Princeton, because of, of just not being able to move the needle when it matters most. But this goes back to our whole argument of how do you judge a coach? How do you judge a program? The casual is going to base it all on one day in March. We we cover the sport all year round. Arizona's been great and very consistent. To me, Tommy Lloyd's got a really nice problem to have. He has more guards than he has slots available in his starting lineup. He's going to be able to bring in quality players off the bench. Also, the reason to me why Caleb Love fits here is one, first off, wherever Caleb Love is going to, to go, guys, you think he'd be motivated? Hell yeah, I'll be motivated. The whole country's talking about how this guy ruined North Carolina. Is that too harsh? Yes, it is. You're more than just one player. You have a coach and you have teammates. Don't tell me that one guy ruined everything, okay? Now, if you want to say that things went south, nobody's going to sit here and tell you that you're lying. But the fact is, Caleb Love's going to play some angry basketball. When he plays at Duke the first Friday of the season, one of the best non-conference matchups in the entire slate. Maybe Will the 6A will be there, by the way. Just an FYI, live show, post-game, Friday night, November 10th, Cameron Indoor Stadium. That's a bucket list one right there. Let's go. I really think that this is a great fit because of the fact that they're not – 
the people who you said he needed he needed a fresh start. Like I think more than anything else, he needed and you're 100 percent correct. I think he he deserved some blame for what happened in North Carolina season. He didn't deserve all the blame for what happened in North Carolina season. And that's kind of what happened. And like I also do think that the pressure of what he did, the run that he went on, the way that he played, the money that came in as a result, the the discipline like sometimes you just need a fresh start, man. And if he gets a fresh start without that pressure, without being as much in the fishbowl, you know? I'll only use six more seconds of our time on this topic, and I'm going to be very simple and kick to Terrence. Tommy Lloyd, by taking Caleb Love, for those of you who think he's hitching his wagon to Love, he's not. And that's why I love this. Uh, I, I think... I was listening to a podcast the other day. He said it was it's so freeing to players whenever they're given restrictions. And what that means is, is if he's going to be held accountable to do only certain things within Arizona's offense, he's going to be a better player for it. I, I think, you know, Hubert wanted to give his players freedom. He wanted to give Caleb freedom, but without enough restrictions to where he really knew how to attack when things weren't going well and shots weren't going well. I think Tommy Lloyd's going to be a little bit more on top of some of these things and not quite as much in terms of giving him unlimited freedom. He's going to confine him a little bit more. And I think you're going to see Caleb much better because of it. And what I mean by all that is, hey, man, we're not just going to let you get the ball and walk it up the floor and call for a high pick and roll real quick. You're going to play within what we're going to do. And then you're going to be better because of it, because the ball is going to pop, the ball is going to move, and then you're going to be able to attack closeouts. You're going to be able to attack faster against teams that aren't set defensively because the ball's going to move. Caleb Love's going to be really good for that offense. And it's because there's more than just him there. He's going to be able to – and not not saying that they didn't have talent in North Carolina because that's obviously not true. I just feel like Tommy Lloyd is going to take more of a iron grip over what he's going to do offensively. And I think you're going to see a better Caleb Love as a result. That's the reason I think Arizona – they're going to be really, really good. We're going to be talking about them as a top 10 team. All hey, you know, you know what else it is? You know what else it is? You got Kyle and Basel and Jaden Bradley. So if that's right. love goes into two for six, Sit your teams, ass down. Yeah. Bench that's is what the I best mean. Motivator. Yep. They're not hitching their wagon to, to, you know, if, if it doesn't go right in a game, it's not like that. That would be the sole reason why they would lose a game. Lloyd can go to other options. For me, it's can Umar Ballo be able to step up and deliver to a high degree with Azulis Tabellus moved on. What, what, what did uh, that was Bob Knight say? He, he said, uh, ask to bench, bench to ask, ask to brain. Get off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> um, last thing I'll say is that they brought in Kashad Johnson from San Diego State who looks like he's probably going to start at the four, which means they're going to be a lot more athletic. I think one of the things that limited them last year was like the two bigs together was really, really good. But you run into a team like Princeton who's making shots and can space you out and becomes a little bit difficult um, on the defensive end. All right. Third team I want to talk about. The USC Trojans, Boogie Ellis, Isaiah Collier, uh, Bronny James, who appears like he's going to try to play. He came out to their Midnight Madness. I think the James family has made uh, enough statements that indicate that that Bronny is probably going to end up playing this year. Um, you know, DJ Rodman's really good. I think if Vince can get healthy, Vince Uchuku with the five. T.O., what do you make of USC? I'm excited to see him play. I I do think their front court outside of Boogie is young, and Boogie's a bucket. Uh, Boogie can do other things, but Boogie is looking for Boogie. I think Ellis could average over 20 points a game. 
I saw him in person. He's going to be the go-to guy on that team. Uh, there's good length there. The guard play is going to be strong. Collier was the number one rated player in the country. And Bronny, for all intents and purposes, adds depth to that. Can, you, can you break and, down Collier's game real quick? I know you've seen he's, – he's from Marietta. I know you've seen him a bunch. He's a – I mean, he's a defensive end, you know, shadowing as a point guard. I mean, he's big. He's physical. He, he just – he controls everything people do because he's so strong physically. And that's not going to change at this level. That's not going to change at the NBA level. Like just a big, strong human being who is just a really, really, really good player. Now, is he your typical number one player in the country? No, because it was a weak class. But still, somebody who's going to average double figures and be a huge piece to a very good Southern captain. Mm -hmm. Fanta? Boogie Ellis is an All-American guard. He is. And he's got the keys to this car. Now, he has some very interesting passengers in his car. And that is going to be the key to USC season. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sorry to cut off Fanta right there. Uh, Xfinity decided to show up and cut my internet, so I am now connected to uh, my phone's internet right now. Fanta, go ahead and finish your point on USC. Which you're, you're talking about Boogie Ellis. You're talking about Boogie Ellis. I, I like this team's wing play in Colby Johnson and DJ Rodman, two six-foot-six guys that are double-figure type of guys, both averaged just shy of 10 points per game last year. Look, for me, the biggest question is, can Joshua Morgan, Vince Uwachuku, like those are question mark players because we don't know just how good they're going to be. They're, they're talented. They've got the upside there. But as we know, with sample size with Uwachuku in games is limited. Uh, Ellis is an All-American. He's going to win you games. This team's going to make the tournament because Ellis is going to put them on his back when they need to do so. Bronny James, I I'm not going to set a an expectation or a bar. It's unfair to do that off of a cardiac incident. I'm just glad that the kid is okay. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'll be surprised if Bronny's playing a significant role on this team with everything he's been through. Um, I'm I'm curious to see how Ellis and Collier coexist. That's that's a huge story. I, I think it'll team. work. I, I think I think, I think that'll work because one of them is like. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tio. I think Collier's a little bit more of like a pass first guy and boogie's more of like a shoot first guy and i think you can have two playmakers in a backcourt together especially when you consider kobe johnson dj rodman and Bronny james are like you put them at the three and the four and those those guys are fine kind of playing complementary three and d roles and i think that you can have two guys that kind of trade turn does that make sense i think it works yeah i mean it makes sense boogie's boogie's the alpha on that team right now I, I think he's going to have an All-American season. Collier's just – he just needs to go in, play off Boogie as opposed to coming in and thinking he's going to be the guy. All right. Let me ask you – That's really what it all comes down to. I need you to make a, I need you to make a prediction. It's uh, USC, UCLA, and Arizona is who everybody thinks are the top three teams in this league. One, Fanta, are they the top three teams? And two, who's winning this conference out of those three? Well, I'm picking Colorado 
I'm going bold. Okay, going let's out- go. Talk to me why. Tell me why. I'm going outside the box. Look, this this team to me uh, is is getting slept on because Tristan De Silva is really versatile and a, a high level college player with some pro upside. But to bring back a guy who averaged 31 minutes per game, 16 points per game. By the way, he shot just shy of 40% from three. So now he's back for another year under Tab Boyle. You've got him. You've got your point guard and K.J. Simpson to run the show. You've got upperclassmen at point guard and in the dynamic wing slot. You bring in the best freshman in program history, Cody Williams, and you're not relying on Cody to do everything. He's going to come into a nice situation where he plays a, a really good role. He's ultra talented as well, has great size for someone that's at his position. And Eddie Lampkin's a dude. I mean, Eddie Lampkin has been through wars in the Big 12, has been through a lot of stuff for Jamie Dixon and, and TCU, guys. High-level NCAA tournament games, pressure situations in the paint. They've got him. Does Eddie Lampkin know what winning looks like? Yes. So to me... You know, are there some questions about their overall depth? I respect that if you've got some questions about that. But I'll tell you what, for my money, Colorado's starting five between experience, between some pro upside, between guard play, I'm taking Tab Boyle's group. Arizona is the front runner, but I'm going to be a little bit bold here. If I had to choose between USC, UCLA, and Colorado, I'm taking Colorado for experience reasons and for a really nice blend of size and experience. Terrence? If I had to pick out of those three, I'd pick Arizona because I I think that Caleb Love, Jaden Bradley, uh, everybody else, Kylan Boswell, I think they're going to be really good. The, The team that people are sleeping on is Utah. Utah is really good. Raleigh Worcester is a senior, Gabe Madsen senior, Cole Benjamin, a transfer, transfers from Washington. Then before that was at Michigan, 6'9", can shoot it, uh, grad student. Brennan Carlson's having his four-year wedding anniversary this spring. Like, he was first team all Pac-12, and he's been married for four years. And he's coming back to play another year at seven foot tall. And they're going to play him at the fourth. Lawson Lovering is a transfer from Colorado who is a former top 40 player in all in high school basketball. And they're going to play that those two together at four and a five. They're old. They have change of pace. Davon Smith, a Georgia tech transfer gives them some serious speed off the bench, kind of to change some things up. Uh, Keba Kaido is a very good backup five. He's chiseled out, chiseled out of stone. Utah's really good. And Craig Smith can really coach. Yeah. Utah is undervalued right now. So if you're if you're a gambling man, go look at that over under. Utah is going to be really good. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say is that Craig Smith can coach his balls off. Um, I do wonder, yeah. I do wonder, Tio, how much of that is the the fact that you guys share a hairstyle? Like, are you biased at all? A lot to do with that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it, it does it does add a little bit to there. But if that was the case, I would be on the Mick Cronin bandwagon just as hard. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. There you go. Um, can I throw another kind of underrated team? Like, we got to talk about Oregon here in a second because I do think they're interesting. But can I throw Washington at you guys? No. Why not? To win it? They're just, they're just meh. I don't think so. I think they're uh, not to Not to win make- it. Not, not to win it. To I mean, look, Severe Wheeler, Paul McKay, Keon Brooks. You think they're going to make the tournament? Uh, they better. They're going to make the tournament. They better, or else they're going to be making changes. This is the make or break year. Look, that team's old. 
I mean, Paul Mulcahy and Severe Wheeler, you could complain about their deficiencies. I know people don't love Severe Wheeler. The fact is those guys have been through a lot of college basketball together. Keon Brooks is a scorer. He's a dude. I mean, heck, yep. guys guys that are six foot seven that averaged 18 and seven per game, they don't grow on trees. Here's what I'll say. That team is old, Terrence. They could be a TBT team, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will say, I, just overall, overall, I get your meh take. Yeah. But some, sometimes in today's college basketball, if you're old and meh and you find enough, they take 68 teams. Could Washington be one of them? Yes, they could be one of them. They have to capitalize in Las Vegas. They're in that main event. Uh, they're in that invitational out there in, in Vegas with Xavier, St. Mary's, and San Diego State. Washington's got to – they cannot go 0-2 in that event. They're, they need to get a game in that event to start to springboard them forward. But I'll tell you what, they have to win this year. If they don't win this year, Mike Hopkins is done. Yep. What about Oregon? I, I always get a little bit worried about teams that are that seem settled on playing two centers together. That's always a little bit of a concern to me. And it looks like Oregon wants to play Nate Bill and then Folly Dante alongside each other. I'm worried about talented, that. but Oregon's always talented. Like they've just been riddled with injuries over the past couple of years. That freshman class is really good. Jackson Shell says one of my favorite, you know, fast point guards in college basketball this year. I thought he was really good on the circuit a couple of years ago. Um, Mookie Cook, really talented. And then to be honest with you, Kwame Evans Jr. is like the most intriguing out of the bunch, but his best basketball is way out in front of him. They, they have talent. Uh, make no mistake, guys, this is going to be a really good lead. I mean, even Cal is going to be decent. And that's after Cal won three games last year. So, like, Cal's going to be dog, decent. Baby. They, they got the mad dog. Arizona State's going to be a tough out because they got some guards. Like, Pac-12, they're going out with a bang because there's a lot of really good teams in this league. All right, let's end it with this. Over, under, five and a half teams get to the NCAA tournament from the Pac-12. Fanta, what do you got? Five and a half. I'll, I'll say five teams make it from the Pac-12. I'm going to say under, under by very close, but just under. I'm right there at that five, six. I, I'm going to go over just for the sake of uh, being argumentative with Fanta. Uh, give me Arizona. Give me Oregon, UCLA, USC, Utah. Colorado. Wow. Did I miss somebody? I missed somebody. Colorado. I'm going through my list here. So I missed it. So Arizona State's what I meant, not Oregon. Arizona State comes back. Hurley does it again. That damn bubble. Uh, Arizona. Colorado. So it's almost like it's UCLA, USD, Utah. It's almost like the bubble tells you if it agrees with you or not. Like <laughs> that's someone, my favorite thing is the bubble popping up. Someone, <laughs> someone from Apple is like, oh, there's a there's one in the corner. Oh my <laughs> What is that? What are you doing, Tio? <laughs> And then this the, the, the Pac-12 send-off from Terrence Oglesby, fireworks <laughs> and all. I mean, you just picked six teams to make it to the NCAA tournament, so maybe the 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 Pac-12 Apple machine is is letting you know how much it approves. I look or how, how much Apple really wanted that Pac-12 deal, and they just cut it all. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right, pretty listen. much. 
Yeah, call it. There it is. End it. End it with To's fireworks. Listen, guys, this has been a pleasure. Next week we have, we have the SEC left and we have the Big Twelve left to talk to. Hopefully, at some point, we'll be able to do that without my internet dying and uh, To having to take his uh, take his mom home. So for John Fanta, for Terrence Oglesby, like, rate, review, subscribe. We'll see you guys next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.